Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. As always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, uh, good morning, everybody. Today's the Memorial of St. Francis de Sales, and Father will reflect on today's gospel from St. Mark. On another occasion, Jesus began to teach by the sea. A very large crowd gathered around him so that he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on land. And he taught them at length in parables. And in the course of his instruction, he said to them, Hear this. A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And then the sun rose. It was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it produced no grain. And some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit. It came up and grew and yielded thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. He added, Whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. And when he was alone, those present along with the twelve questioned him about the parables. He answered them, The mystery of the kingdom of God has been granted to you. But to those outside, everything comes in parables, so that they may look and see but not perceive, and hear and listen but not understand, in order that they may not be converted and be forgiven. Jesus said to them, Do do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand any of the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear, Satan comes at once and takes away the, the word sown in them. And there are the ones sown on rocky ground who, when they hear the word, receive it at once with joy. But they have no roots. They last only for, only for a time. Then when tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Those sown among thorns are another sort. They are the people who hear the word, but worldly anxiety, the lure of riches, and the craving for other things intrude and choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But those sown on rich soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. Father. Okay, so I'm sure we're all familiar with this particular gospel, but it's a very um, thought-provoking gospel. It makes us think, you know, what are the reasons for wavering in our faith or for some people losing it altogether. And um, our Lord makes it very clear that, you know, he gives us the gift of faith, but it can easily be taken from us if we don't protect it. And, uh, you know, having taught, you know, classes of new Catholics or people that converted to the faith, uh, I've seen this uh, very frequently where, you know, someone will spend months, you know, studying the faith, be filled with joy at their baptism or confirmation. And then within a year, they're gone. Uh, I think the the national statistic for an RCA class is 50% leave with one, within one year, which I don't know. I mean, I think that's true with a lot of things. You know, people get gym memberships and stop going after four days. <laughs> uh, or, you know, someone buys, you know, some kind of device and they stop using it. Well, I, the same with because of our humanity can happen with our faith. And um, so let's look at some of the reasons. And the first one is, it says, and he sowed some on, fell on the path and the birds came and ate it up. And our Lord says that these are people that um, are given the faith, but, um, but they, uh, but they don't really understand what they've taken in. And so they can be, you know, they can't hold on to it. 
that for that long. So it's in other words, like they, they kind of intellectually understand what the face says, but it's, it's so feeble that the devil can easily manipulate that and say, well, that's not true. And maybe they lose their faith in the Eucharist or they say, oh, confession is bogus or, uh, you know, what, what does God, I mean, what does God know about human sexuality or, or whatnot? And just sort of, they just sort of lose it because they, it hasn't really taken root. And, uh, the only way that the faith can take root and travel from the mind to the heart is through daily prayer and sort of contemplating the faith uh, on a daily basis. And you have to, we have to understand is like, you know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, we know that, that saying use it or lose it, um, you know, this, this can happen. I was, I was talking to Monsignor Pope yesterday about the effects of a snowstorm on people's faith. And he, he said something I thought was funny. He says, usually when there's a snowstorm, people will miss that weekend because, eh, you know, it's a little bit dangerous and yes, it could be an excuse. And, and yeah, I mean, probably it would not be a sin because it might be dangerous for them even if mass wasn't canceled. But what happens is, you know, they usually miss the next three weeks because, you know, you get a day off and then it's just like, well, you know, what's, what's three more weeks. Uh, so we just have to be, we have to nourish our faith. But I think the second one is probably more prevalent. And, and it says, um, when they hear the word, they receive it with joy, but they have no roots. When, then when tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And what what our, our Lord is saying is, and we have to understand this is written to in the early church, where this was a very true statement that people would, you know, get baptized, and then soon after that they were, you know, they were hauled away to the Colosseum to be eaten by lions. And so it, it, this was a, you know, you had to make a very serious choice that if I'm going to become, if I'm going to become a Christian, I might lose my life. And for all of us, that would be a huge, um, you know, point of, uh, of anxiety and, and uh, fear. And, uh, and I think one of the things that can lead someone to lose their faith is a fear of suffering. Uh, right now I'm reading a book, which is fantastic. I'm sure many of you have read it called Searching for and Maintaining Peace. And Father Jacques Philippe, he speak, speaks about, you know, the obstacle of, of, um, of growing in faith is, um, and is, is the fear of suffering. And he says, the other great obstacle to abandoning oneself to divine providence is the presence of suffering in our lives as in the world around us. Even for those who abandon themselves to him, God permits suffering. Right? Um, he leaves them wanting of certain things in a manner sometimes painful. Um, and, and he goes, in the domain of our personal lives, as in that of the history of the world, we must be convinced if we want to go to the limits of our faith, that God is sufficiently good and powerful to use whatever evil there, there may be, as well as any suffering, however absurd and unnecessary it may appear to be in our favor. And, and I think, you know, I, you know, I, you know, we probably have friends and family, they lost a, a child um, to a disease or something, or they had some incredible uh, health problem or some disaster happened to them. And they just couldn't, they couldn't hold on. And, um, you know, or, or, you know, maybe someone, you know, converts to the faith and, you know, they, they start being open to life and then they're just, this is just too much. I can't take this anymore. They don't want to be a hypocrite. So they just pull away from the faith and go to some clappy, happy, you know, church down the road that, you know, doesn't preach uh, certain doctrines of the faith. And it, because once again, there's a fear of suffering and, and I think our Lord, you know, just makes it very clear that we have to be able to 
trust in him um, in all matters, especially in very difficult matters where our faith gets tested by personal suffering. And the truth is, is like, you know, as humans, we can really abandon ship or let the devil take away or choke or sort of, you know, take the faith away from us by the, by the scandal of evil, which it is a scandal. And it's a very difficult question to answer is why does it God, why does God allow suffering? And the answer, which seems too simplistic is we have to trust in God's providence, right? That, that he loves us, but even in a strange way, it, it, he's going to permit trials and tribulations to happen. And it's not like if they will happen, it's like, how will we react when it happens? And uh, all of us uh, listen to this podcast that have had tribulations and sometimes because of our faith, you know, whether it could be persecution too, you know, you lose friends uh, very quickly because they say, well, you know, you don't believe what we believe and we don't want to, as much as people say they're open-minded. Yeah. They're open-minded unless you're Catholic. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I just find that it's the only, you know, um, you know, acceptable discrimination today is, is, is Roman Catholicism. Everyone is permitted to slam the church, uh, in many ways, uh, because we live in a, and as, uh, has been said in past podcasts in a fallen world, you know, ruled by a fallen angel and we have a fallen humanity. So, um, that's the second thing and, and, and ask yourself, you know, but, but on the flip side, Think about how much fruit was was born when we accepted suffering with serenity or tribulation, realizing, well, this is God's permissive will. Notice I said permissive, not absolute will. Um, and then the third, the third one is just, I think, uh, also very common. It's just straight up laziness and um, worldly anxiety. Uh, I, I would say a vast majority of Catholics, they, you know, they don't. Uh, they just kind of drift away from the faith uh, simply because it just, they just don't think about it. It's not a priority. And it, um, and, you know, we have tons of things that we have to take care of on a, on a daily basis. Um, you know, there's, there's bills to be paid. There's uh, uh, things that have to be done. There's work to be done, money to be made, uh, you know, uh, you know, dreams to be, <laughs> uh, you know, sort of, uh, realized, which usually don't happen, but, but essentially we have, I think what happens is we, we set our mind on this world and sort of put, tuck God away. And, um, you know, most people, you know, they're not, I wouldn't say they're evil for, you know, for not praying, but they just, they become lazy. And what happens is evil can creep in without them even knowing it. And, uh, and I think we just have to be in guard on the, the, the deadly vice of sloth, which is, this aversion to the supernatural because it, it does take a sacrifice and it takes um, a bit of, uh, you know, um, prioritization in our life to be able to put God first. And, uh, you know, how many times I've heard this, you know, Father, I just, I just don't put God first. Well, yeah, welcome to the human race, but let's put him first, you know, let's sort of revolve our life around him. Um and, you know, a great, a great way to, to look at that is like, look, look at like, like vacation. Like how many people don't pray on vacation? Uh, it's just like, you're away, you know, you, you don't have a lot of th things to do. And, but it's just, you know, it's just no room for God. And God wants to be a part of all these, all these realities. And lastly, it just, you know, look at the, you know, our Lord also gives this great sort of uh, prophecy or promise. He says, look, if you hold on, you will bear tons and tons of fruit. Um, if you trust in my my design for you, um, and, you know, abandon yourself to my divine providence, 
um, I can do incredible works with you. And, um, but it's going to take this abandonment to, um, my will. And, uh, and that's, that's a very, uh, for all of us, that's a very scary, um, you know, proposition because it's like jumping out of an airplane, wondering if the parachute's going to work. Um, but we have this, we know this, that the God does promise us that he will make sure that that parachute opens and will land safely, but we've got to trust in that. And, and I think too, most of our, most of our spiritual problems come down to a lack of trust in God, essentially. I know that sounds uh, rather elementary, but it is true that, that God has an incredible plan for us, but this plan uh, is, is quite, quite the drama too. Uh, most saints had very dramatic, interesting lives, and very few of them uh, left this world unscathed or unscarred by tribulations and trials. But the difference between saints and us is that they just, day by day, they took one day at a time, and they just abandoned their day to the Lord. And uh, that takes that takes a lot of trust. So today, let's ask for that, that grace uh, to trust in God's providence and to realize that He's given us this great soil, but we've got to preserve it and nurture it and let it grow through uh, faithful participation in sacraments and a daily life of prayer. And and also to surrender the annoyances <laughs> that God gives us uh, to his, his great providence. And, um, you know, many years from now, you know, looking back, it, it, it we'll realize how trivial these matters were in the, in the eyes of eternity, uh, really. And, and how great God used one's weakness and one's problems to do great things. And um, we have to focus on the cross, too. That the cross is, is an answer to many of our problems, but it doesn't end there and so with the resurrection. So, um, yeah, so this is a very deep gospel, and uh, it might be good to kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone has, like, this is any particular type of soil. I, I think that all of us probably have a bit of all every bit of that is a part of our human condition where sometimes we, we, you know, we back down from uh, our Christian duty because of fear of suffering. Sometimes it's because we're lazy. Sometimes it's because we don't understand fully what God is asking of us because we haven't really brought it to him and asked him a deeper question. So, you know, but, but at the end, if we do sort of have a different perspective and say, okay, God, um, I want what you want, um, and I will let you run my life. Um, essentially, great miracles can happen, but it takes a risk, and it takes jumping out of that airplane and trusting that that parachute's going to open. All right, folks, so um, go out and toil, you know, go and, uh, I don't know, fertilize your soil a little bit today and uh, and realize that sometimes it's fertilized by uh, some of the contradictions that God permits in our life, and they will bear much fruit.